the Nashville 2 Podcast with your host, Edward Fox. G'day viewers and listeners, it's Ed Fox back with another amazing episode of Nashville 2. You know what makes it amazing is all the people we have on telling their stories across Middle Tennessee and all the things they're up to. I hope you're enjoying the uh, show where in, I think we're like 50th episode or something. I, I don't know where we are exactly. My daughter does the production of that. I just get to do the yakety, blackety, sma, 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 whatever that says. Um, so Nashville 2 is all about telling your story. If you know somebody across Middle Tennessee, whether they're a community leader, whether they're a business owner, whether they're an after-school mentor, whether they started a pooper scooping business as a 10-year-old, it doesn't matter. If they've got a story to tell and they need to be recognized, we want to have them on Nashville too. Uh, because you're Nashville too, let's tell your story. And today, my special guest is Tony Honeycutt. And Tony and I have met through various different ways. I think uh, some different networking stuff. Tony, thanks for being on the show. Glad to be here, Ed. Thanks for having me. Awesome. So, Tony, are you, let's start off with the question I normally ask. Are you originally from Middle Tennessee? I'm from Tennessee, but not Middle Tennessee. I was born and raised in Chattanooga. So oh, just okay. a few hours down the road. That's kind of, I always think it's funny when I drive down to Chattanooga, how I go through Georgia before I get back into Tennessee. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's just funny to me. I'm like, I'm in Georgia. No, I was going to Chattanooga. What happened? Oh, now I'm back in Tennessee. <laughs> now I'm in Chattanooga. Okay, I don't know how that happens. We do that to confuse you. Uh, well, it works. You know, I, I moved from the deep south. You know, people like tell them all the time, where are you from? Oh, from the deep south. They go, what? I said, yeah, I moved north to learn how to say g'day y'all. Yeah, So exactly. you know, That really confuses them. So, Tony, how did you end up then in Nashville from Chattanooga? Uh, long story, but I'll make it short. Uh, got married. My wife lived here in Franklin. And uh, in 2015, I moved up here uh, soon after we got married. Okay, so you've been here eight years or so. See, look yeah. at that. I can do math. I can You're do good. Math. Thanks. You're quick. Um, and so you guys are in Franklin, Tennessee? Yes. Okay. Just like me, I'm in Franklin as well. I, I am learning that naming the podcast Nashville 2 might have been better to name it Middle Tennessee Stories. But yeah. when I saw Nashville, the number two available as a URL, I'm a URL junkie. I, I buy a ton of uh, web domains just because, oh, what could I do with that? Oh, what could I do with that? You know? And so mm -hmm. I saw Nashville too, and I saw Wichita Wow. So I picked up both of them. I've lived in both places. Um, so tell me a little bit about Tony. You, you've got a business. You might even have more than one. I, I'm not sure. Tell me a little bit about what you do. Well, my primary thing is uh, my company's called Games to Go Nashville. And, is and that so with the two or TO? Games to TO. Go. Okay. So games uh, to go.com? Games to go Nashville.com. Okay. But uh, what we do, we're an event planner. So we bring a lot of fun activities to your business, your church, your school, your home, your HOA neighborhood party, a fundraiser, nonprofit events. Uh, or if you just want to have a lot of fun, uh, we bring things like portable mini golf, soccer pool, uh, oversized yard games. We've got about 40 different activities that appeal to every age range, whether you're two years old or 102 years old. Uh, I've got something that will accommodate you and and uh, just elevate your experience. I mean, we I started out doing this in Chattanooga back in 2014 and uh, had a partner and we did it in Chattanooga and then expanded into Knoxville. Then at the same time, that was about, as I mentioned earlier, when I was 
uh, about to move to uh, the Middle Tennessee area because I got married. And so I rolled it out up here. And then he had to go back into the uh, real world and got out of the entrepreneur world. And so uh, we had a split and I did a rebrand. We originally were called Holes to Go and all we had was mini golf. Right. And I took advantage saying, hey, I'm I'm in the driver's seat. So I'm going to I'm going to blow this thing up as much as I can, because the feedback I got was people were looking for different activities instead of we don't do any bouncy houses or inflatables. And there's so many people out there in the market that do that. I've got an entertainment, uh, you know, offering that a lot of people don't really offer. And for instance, miniature golf, which is where what I started with that, you know, we played that as as kids. I'm sure you played it over in Australia right. and people play it all over there, all over the world. Uh, and it's something doesn't matter what your age is, what your ability is, if you're an athlete or not. Right. Everybody loves getting out there and it's a good family friendly just fun activity. So I, I grew up from there and uh, and here I am, you know, started that in 17 and we're in 23 now and it just keeps growing and growing and doing unique events. Right. Yep, exactly. And so one of the ones that I like to talk about, and you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago at Rotary, was the idea all of these nonprofits are doing uh, full-on golf tournaments that take a lot of right. energy, a lot of time, a lot of money, and most of them are breaking even, or the first year, they're probably losing money, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, if they did a miniature golf tournament, right, they could have a lot of fun with that. It could be done in a couple of hours. They could set up virtually anywhere with your with your organization, with your setup, um, and, and make way more money. I, I think everybody should be calling you. I would like that, Ed. <laughs> I've done, it's funny you mention that because I've done a number of tournaments, mostly for corporate outings and a few schools and uh, a couple of private events that we've put on, you know, not really regulation, but, you know, a serious organized tournament where, you know, there were uh, uh, customized scorecards, customized flags and balls. Uh, for it, and we could we could easily do that and take it in the nonprofit sector and help them put on a a hassle free event and probably be more lucrative uh, as far as donations and fundraising overall than putting together a a, a real golf tournament or any kind of real right. big event. Uh, you know the planning that goes into those things. I know because I'm involved in a couple of nonprofits. Right, it's a tremendous amount of manpower and months of planning to put on events like that uh you know working with the, the the golf courses in the area sometimes they're not as uh easy to work with because you know they're in a you're just trying to take their course for a day and they want the public and other groups whoever has the biggest purse usually right. uh gets priority exactly and uh this could be done in a smaller area and not everybody plays golf like you alluded to earlier too but yeah, everybody had, could play miniature golf. I, I was at a networking group and three guys were talk, talking about a tough par three on, uh, I can't even remember the course. I said, yeah, I had a tough par three the other night. Getting it past that bloody windmill is a pain in the butt. <laughs> and they just shook exactly. their head. You know me, I'm about dad jokes, right? So they just shook oh, yeah. their head. But I, I really think they're missing out. They take We take ourselves way too seriously all the time. And I think there's some nonprofits that have serious missions 
that could lighten up a little bit on their fundraising, right? That True. could use that could use miniature golf. They mm -hmm. could they could have leaderboards. They could sell T-shirts. They could sell Absolutely. mulligans. They could they could have swag. They could have sponsors. They could do hole in ones. They could do whole sponsors. Charge all the regular money because you're getting all the you're getting ninety six teams of four, right? Mm -hmm. Whatever mm -hmm. you can run that through an eighteen. Uh, a shotgun start on miniature golf just like you can on the other golf courses totally yeah so i i think that is a million dollar idea that not enough non-profits or enough businesses whoever's doing a golf tournament um they don't they don't do it they should so tell me about some of the other things you've got tell me about some of the fun events you've done well i mean uh, as far as activities that i offer i've got i've got like i said about about 35 to 40 activities that appeal to every age range. But another one I came out with in 2019 is called Soccer Pool. Both of my stepsons play travel soccer and school soccer. So okay. we're at the soccer fields all the time. Right. Our football is, as you might call it. Soccer's but, uh, yep. but uh, uh, and so I was talking to the boys one day and said, hey, I'd love to come up with some kind of game or activity that is fairly easy for people to pick up and, and learn to play, but has a little bit of skill and a little bit of luck mixed into it. So they both love playing pool and they both played soccer. So we came up with a, a crazy concept called soccer pool. And so what it is, it's like an oversized looking pool table. It's like 15 by 22 right. and using regulation size soccer balls. And I've got different size balls, like size fives and size threes for whatever age is doing the activity. With normally they play it on grass, but if you can play it on uh, indoors on a carpeted area or on a tile or a you know what uh, yeah. gymnasium floor, but I also can provide turf if you want it to be look a little bit nicer and slow the balls down. But it's you're playing with solids and stripes, you know, so it's regulation soccer balls, but they look like pool balls, and so it's a unique uh, activity. Most people so think have, it's all about uh, six pockets. Yes. Just right. looks like a huge pool table. Awesome. I'll I'll invite you out to an event where I have it next. Okay. But uh, that's a that's a huge hit. And then I do a lot of other uh, things called nine square in the air, which is like four square concept, but it's a common a hybrid of volleyball and uh, sort of volleyball, badminton, and four square up to nine players at a time and it rotates out. It's a great thing for a youth group, a church activity, a school activity or a neighborhood party or a kid's birthday party. And then I've got a lot of oversized yard games. So I tell people there's, there are games that we grew up on like connect four and checkers and Jenga, but they're all on steroids, right? They're all my connect four. I've got a six foot tall unit, not a tabletop like what most of us are used to seeing, same thing with the Jenga blocks. I mean, mine are not the little ones that you play on, on the uh, kitchen table. Mine are some that stack six or seven feet tall. And, uh, you know, they're, I've got some sets that are four by fours instead of a regular two wow. by four. Right. So, you need an uh, odd hat to build them yeah, that tall. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and then, uh, you know, other things that appeal to, I do a lot of daycares and a lot of uh, elementary schools and, and youth groups that have, you know, younger age kids. And so I have to appeal to them as well. So I've got things like ring toss and ladder toss and a lot of other traditional cornhole, but I also have some crazy cornhole games. 
to where some of them are adult related. So where they're, if you're wanting to have an adult beverage, there are some games that have incentives or, or penalties uh, with the cornhole. And then I've got some that are themed to sports that are uh, like a major league toss or a major uh, football game that's on cornhole. So uh, a lot of, and then I do also some carnival games because I do a lot of school carnivals. Right. You know, the old traditional ring toss onto the, the Coke bottles and the, right. the throw the ball in the basket, the, uh, the, the ski ball, little portable ski ball units, things like that. Wow. So yeah. uh, try to appeal to everybody and every kind of activity. And then as far as your, the second part of your question was unique events. I mean, I do everything from kids' birthday parties to corporate outings to fundraisers, homeowners association, picnics. But I, I think a couple of the most unique ones over the years uh, here in the Middle Tennessee area that I've done, I had a guy up in uh, Green Hills reach out to me. Uh, I had met him through a church event uh, maybe a six months prior, and he was getting engaged and he was going to propose to his hopefully bride-to-be, and their first date was on a mini golf course. So he brought in nine holes. At each hole, he set up a, a unique little prize. I'm not saying he let her win every hole, but <laughs> she, she pretty much tore him up on the round of, of mini golf on the nine holes. But at the ninth hole, she opened the little box, and there you go. You know what was in the box. The ring. So we drop off and then we leave. He had a photographer hiding in the back that she didn't know. It was just the two of them out playing around a mini golf by herself. So I get back and I'm like, did she say yes? And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, whoo, okay. Yeah, that's a relief. But that was a, that was probably one of the most unique ones that I've done. Uh, I'm, I'll be at the Music City Grand Prix uh, this, this fall in August. Uh, really excited about the uh, opportunity to get involved with that because it's only the second uh, year, no, third year, I'm sorry, that the Grand Prix has uh, come back to Nashville and they're stepping it up. So I'll be in a lot of the VIP tents and out in the public uh, area. So uh, everybody will get a chance to uh, see some of my activities and have a little bit of fun, you know, after you've seen the cars go round and round a hundred plus times. Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of festivals, uh, you know, so every event is a little bit different, even though the, some of them may be the same. A lot of wedding receptions. I never would have thought about marketing to a wedding reception, right. but I've been approached over the years by several and brought old fashioned yard games to where it, you know, because a lot of people at a wedding reception literally don't dance and they may or may not drink and they may have kids with them. So it gives right. something for the families and the, and well, the bridal parties they, to do. Yeah, when they use a lot of those rustic farms in the barns, yep. I could see how that would fit to the theme. The other thing I wondered, I wondered if there's not a idea, uh, there's not a good uh, theme for like a redneck set of games, right? <laughs> like, like have your toilet, have your open toilet, your toilet seats, and have uh, like horseshoes, but with these toilet seats, right? I, I'm thinking. That you could do a bunch of redneck games. So in Wichita, I own a I own a cricket field, and we would do a we call it an FDSVP first day of summer vacation party. Okay. And my kids, when they were in school, we'd invite all of their all of their grades because I had three different kids, 
uh, in different grades and they would invite everybody in that grade was allowed to come out and we would put on hot dogs and drinks and we would have uh, redneck games, but in Australia, they're called bogan games. So this first day of summer vacation party, Edward would put on the bogan games and he would explain that these are games from Australia that some of them will look familiar uh, to them. And then you would have a you had a tire toss, right? And so one of the kids was smart because we didn't set the rules. He rolled the tire and we said, however, whoever gets the tire to go the furthest, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he was excited. We had a flip flop toss. You know? <laughs> uh, we had a toilet ring. Uh, we had a toilet seat horseshoe game. And uh, so those things that man, the parents got so involved in that. It wasn't it wasn't even funny, man. Or it was funny. It was hilarious. But, you know, there, there's another million idea for you, a million dollar idea for you, Tony. You need a redneck game setup. Uh, I like your uh, your your method of thinking, Ed. There you go. See, that's that's you know, really, that's where I come in is I'm the ideas guy. I was trying to tell somebody the other day, they said, oh, I don't know how to start a business. I said, well, jump. As a business owner, it can be tiring paying cash for everything you need. Well, there's a better way. Introducing Trade Bank of Nashville. Our bartering service lets you exchange goods and services without the need for cash transactions. Trade Bank helps businesses like yours reduce expenses, bring in new business, and keep your cash where you need it most. Find out more and join our barter network today. Start getting what you need without paying cash because sometimes barter is just smarter. Apply today at nashville.tradebank.com. Well, but what do I do? Doesn't matter. Just look in a direction, find some passion and go after it, which is what you did, right? I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what you did. Totally. You didn't know everything about the gaming industry before you got started with your business partner and then went out on your own. Right. So, okay. So when you're not working, we do something on this show called the hidden gems. Mm -hmm. Tell me some of the hidden gems, whether it's places to eat, places to go, whatever it is, things that you like around middle Tennessee? Well, like, like we were saying earlier, I've been here about eight years, so there's still a lot of stuff I haven't even explored, but some of my favorite places, uh, uh, being in Franklin and I love, I love live music. Right. So one of my favorite little hidden gems that, uh, it's one of those things that you want to share about, but you don't want to share too much (laughs) because you don't want it to become too, too, much of a uh, uh, a tourist spot, but right. uh, it's called Kimbrough's Pickin' Parlor, uh, okay. and it's in it's a little bit south of downtown on Main Street in Franklin. Uh, it's on Margin Street, and how do you spell that? Just, Kimbrough's. Yeah, Kimbrough's K I M B R O apostrophe S Pickin P I C K I N Parlor, and okay. it's a it's just an awesome local live music venue. It's a historic home that's been turned into this bar and music venue. They've got indoors, outdoors, and you imagine it's a home. So there's different rooms. Like there was a dining room and a living room and a, a sunroom that they've sort of converted and, and turned into the, the, the music area. But there are instruments hanging all throughout the building. So you can go back in a little room that used to be probably a side bedroom and there's six or eight guitars hanging on the wall, a couple of mandolins, a couple of conga drums, and people will just show up, Ed, on a a random Tuesday night. They may or may not bring their instrument, but they'll pick something up, and all of a sudden, you'll have a jam session going with 
five strangers and eight people in that room just listening in, you know, and they've, they've got great food and drink. Right. And it's just a very, the vibe there is just, I haven't seen many places that are like that, you know, because you'll be strangers when you walk in, but you'll make some friends during the course of the evening being there. And they get some good, big up and coming names that come through there uh, ever so often that uh, it just makes it, it's a real special place. It's got just an awesome local music vibe. And this is why I do this show. For me, I, I, it's kind of a, um, I guess it's kind of a guilty pleasure for me that I have guests come on that tell me about places that I can go that I've never been, that I've never yeah. heard of because I'm new to the area. Um, that's one of the reasons I started the show. I started doing Zooms back during COVID and I was learning all this stuff and I'm like, man, I should be recording this and putting it out somewhere so other mm -hmm. people can know. So I'm excited to go check that out, but we won't tell too many. It's just you and me, Tony. No, just us. Just us. Okay. So I got a good restaurant. I got a good restaurant to recommend. I don't know if you're familiar with it at all or not called Smoking Thighs up in Wedgwood. Uh, again, a little small sort of hole in the wall place uh, over close to Belmont and, uh, and, and close to the, the, the new uh, uh, Geotis, uh, the Nashville soccer club. Oh, okay. Stadium, maybe a half mile from there. So it's a great place to go on your way in or your way out. But it, it's a small restaurant and bar, and what they're known for is they call it thighs in a pile. So it's chicken thighs that they chop up, they serve it on like big old pizza platters, and you've got they've got a whole list of things you can add into it that so you can have a different dish every time you go with chicken as the base. And I love the ones with all the the peppers and the pineapple and uh uh cheese and whatever spices that they put on it it's just it's great food it'll zing your mouth and uh it just it's a great place to go on a on a you know on the way over to a soccer game but it's also great on the weekends just going right. over there on a saturday morning before the rush comes in you can sit on the outdoor patio and it's just it's shaded and Smoking it's thighs. Uh, it's it's a great place smoking thighs Awesome. Okay, that's two down. And my, two. my my wife does love that her preferred piece of chicken is a thigh. So I, I'm I'm two for two. So okay, third one. Those are, this one's a little different. I, I'll tell you about one of my sort of go to just to sort of when I need to decompress or sort of gather my thoughts and so forth. There's a park here in Franklin called Fort Fort Granger Park. Okay, it's an old Civil War. Uh, place where the Union Army had a fort. It's the highest point in Franklin. So it overlooked the entire town uh, back in the day. Today it's all grown up. And uh, But it also, at the base of the hill, is the Harpeth River. So you can go to this park. There's It's never crowded. It's really grassy. They've got a pedestrian bridge that goes around the perimeter of where the old fort was and there are some old wall fortifications still in place if you're into the history but it's just a serene quiet place to go gather your thoughts or take a break uh i go there probably every other week for an hour or two and maybe just i journal a little bit there and sometimes i'll go and have a meeting there with somebody and uh sometimes i'll go and and just walk down the side of the hill down to the harpeth river and 
check that out and you're the only person out in the woods in in Franklin where uh, everything else is booming and you're sort of you could see the downtown area but you're in solitary so to speak wow yeah and so you've hit me three for three I haven't heard any of those and like Ooh. I said this is about the 50th episode of the show so I'm excited to try out all three of these um Tony maybe one day you and I Ed maybe we'll go to the park then we'll go to smoking thighs. Then we'll go in the e evening to Kimbrose. You that might that might be too much of me for you, Tony. <laughs> I can handle you. Okay, well, thank you. Hey, Tyler, come on, come on video if you're around. So we've just been just our next guest popped in, Tyler Erickson. Hey, Tyler, how you doing? I love that. What's microphone. going on, Ed? You you know you you got a dress code memo that I didn't send, but thank you. <laughs> um hey, tyler, tyler do you know do you know tony honeycutt at all i do not know tony nice to meet okay. you tony you as well, well tyler yeah so you sh you guys should meet uh tyler owns a company with um isaac uh, his business partner isaac called m m elevated you got it yes got and it. tony owns games <laughs> to go nashville Games to go, games to go, Nashville. I, That's it. Games to go, yeah. Nashville. Okay, so, uh, so you've got Tony has set a high bar for you today, Tyler. He is giving me three <laughs> hidden gems that I have never heard of before that have been great. Uh, Tony, just to wrap up, we've got a couple of minutes left. What type of budget does a person need to have to be able to hire something from you that would be fun for either a family reunion or, or a bigger event. I, I would say that your games would go everywhere from the, uh, the small budget up to a huge budget, right? You could solve something for just about anybody. They do. I mean, I do a lot of, you know, younger kids birthday parties in the, in the two to $300 budget right. range. Uh, and most of my events are like either a two hour or three hour, or maybe a half day or sometimes a full day, depending upon the size and the scope of the uh, attendance. But the uh, the typical the typical event, you know, let's say a three hour event with a couple of different attractions that can accommodate 100 plus people. You're you're within, you know, five hundred, six hundred dollar budget range. Okay. To yeah, give you an right. idea. Now that includes delivery tax, everything. Folks, if you're listening to this in 2033 and Tony's still doing this and I'm still doing this, the prices will have gone up. Yes. Just letting you know that podcasts hang out there forever. Video hang. I, I've got a video channel on YouTube that I started in 2006 and somebody gave me a hard time the other day because I was still answering comments. <laughs> you know, it's been what, 13 years, 14? Well, I, math, you know, doesn't matter. Um, but, but folks, you got to check out some of what Tony does. He, uh, I'm sure on the website, you've got photos and all that sort of stuff. Um, but he's Absolutely. a great guy. And if you need somebody to help pump up your next event, games to go. Games to go Nashville with Tony Honeycutt. Thanks for being on the show, Tony. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it. This is the Nashville 2 Podcast with your host, Edward Fox.